The Crescent and the Eagle, as read by Big Duke Six. This is Big Duke Six, coming to you from the Cool Cake Studios with a military history fix of the week. The Crescent and the Eagle. It's 219 BC. A young man stares at the horizon, watching the sun set behind the mountains, the very same mountains he intends to cross with his army and war elephants. This ragtag army of different peoples will follow this man to the ends of the earth. This man's name is Hannibal Barker, one of the greatest military tacticians of all time. To crush Rome has been his singular goal since his dad lost the First Punic War. As Hannibal and his army march into the Alps, they encounter bitter cold and trickery from the local Gauls. Through trials and tribulations, they suffer many casualties to the bitter cold and ambushes. Now as Hannibal descends with his army and war elephants onto the Italian plain, Hannibal has become deeply revered with his army because he fights, eats, and sleeps where they fight, eat, and sleep. The Second Punic War has just begun. Hannibal had lost nearly one-third of his army crossing the Alps. And as he enters the Italian plain, he recruits local Gauls using his 20 war elephants left. He now has 40,000 troops and is just about to meet a Roman legion of 40,000 troops in a battle that will change warfare forever. The Battle of the Trebia River is about to begin. General Longus is leading the Romans, a hot-headed general who is looking for a fight and plays into Hannibal's strengths. The two armies camp across from each other on each side of the river. The next morning, the Romans array in checkerboard formation and start crossing the river. The elephants charge the Romans and Hannibal's 10,000 strong cavalry smash the Roman cavalry at the flanks. The infantry routes due to the elephants smashing into them. The Carthaginian cavalry then turn into the infantry and slaughter the Romans piecemeal. The Romans break and run and of 40,000 Romans, 30,000 died at the Trebia River. Tactical surprise and ingenuity was used to win this battle for the Carthaginians by Hannibal. Hannibal had lost all but one elephant by the time it's 217 BC. The Romans have elected Flaminius and Geminus to raise four new legions and divide forces between them to block the two main routes from northern Italy to southern Italy. The Arno River Valley is a marsh between the two, and this is where Hannibal passes. Though it is not an easy crossing, Hannibal loses his last war elephant and loses an eye due to a sting and infection. Hannibal makes it out of the marsh and starts burning the Tuscan plain to infuriate Flaminius. 
Hannibal lures Flaminius out and lets Flaminius follow him on a wild chase alongside Lake Chisimea. In a narrow passage alongside the lake, Hannibal notices the morning fog rolling in. Hannibal then has his rear guard set up camp at far end of the defile and light fires to make it look like the whole of the Carthaginian army is there. The next morning, Flaminius enters the defile lakeside, thinking he's caught up with Hannibal's army. His legions march in column as the fog rolls in alongside the lake. All of a sudden, a loud war cry is heard. Hannibal springs one of the deadliest military traps in all of military history. The Roman legion take it in the flank from the Carthaginians and lose 20,000 men yet again. Hannibal has annihilated yet another Roman army. The Romans elect a temporary dictator for the first time, Fabius Maximus, and Fabius raises a 90,000-strong Roman legion, but keeps them behind the walls of Rome. The Fabian strategy, as it was called, has just begun, and this involves avoiding pitched battles and using skirmishes to disrupt enemy foraging, morale, and communication. Though effective, the Romans see this as a cowardly tactic, so they elect co-consuls Paulus and Varro, who swap leadership day to day. Hannibal, ever the tactician, studies Paulus and Varro to determine which was more apt to fight. Hannibal decides to push Varro into a fight, and Varro, being a hothead, lines up his legions in battle formation. It's early morning, a lone eagle sails over the plains of Cannae, Italy. It sees 90,000 Roman legions take battle formations, lining up in mandibles with a slight twist. They pack the mandibles very tight. When Hannibal sees this, he arrays his 35,000 troops in battle formation in a concave line with the middle of his line protruding out like the tip of the spear. This is the first time this has been seen on a western battlefield. Hannibal leads his army at the tip of the spear, the tip of the formation. Hannibal has cavalry at the flanks of his army. Thus, the Battle of Cannae begins. Numidian cavalry smash the Roman cavalry in the mouth and drive back the Romans at the flanks, and they completely shatter the cavalry. The Carthaginian cavalry drives what's left of the Roman cavalry from the field, turned and rest their horses, preparing for the next charge. Meanwhile, the hand-to-hand battle in the center is fierce. The Romans start pushing the heavy infantry back. In truth, Hannibal is giving ground on purpose. As the Romans commit more troops to the center, Hannibal's line goes from a semicircle to a V-shape, all the while more Romans pouring into the center, thinking the Carthaginians are about to rout. As the Romans press deeper into Hannibal's V-formations, the Romans set packs so tight and tighter that it's said that some could not raise their arms bring up shields or swords and could hardly breathe they were trapped on Hannibal's signal the African phalanx turned on the sides of the V and smashed the Romans from both sides 
The Romans could only move and attack forward. And knowing this, Hannibal has his cavalry attack the Romans from the rear. This was the first time a double envelopment was used in the history of military warfare. And the slaughter begins. It takes almost six hours for 35,000 troops to slaughter almost 80,000 Roman legion hand to hand. This gave way to the saying, Battle of Annihilation. Hannibal ravages Roman plain for another 15 years unchecked, unchallenged. The victory at the Battle of Cannae was one of the greatest battles in history. It actually was the largest loss of life in one battle until World War I almost 2,000 years later. Of the Roman survivors at Cannae, there was a one Publius Cornelius Scipio, the son of Publius Scipio. At just 26 years old, Scipio became proconsul of Rome's armies. Scipio studied his adversary and started pushing the Carthaginians back battle after battle all the way through Spain. Then in 202 BC, Scipio devised a plan, attack Carthage and draw Hannibal from Italy. Scipio got to go ahead and sailed his legions to North Africa. It's 202 BC, a hot morning in the North African plain at a place called Zama. Two of the greatest generals of all of history meet on the battlefield for a parlay. Hannibal and Scipio speak of war and peace standing face to face. The Lone Eagle sails over, sees these great commanders, speaking as old acquaintances, and they eat breakfast. Hannibal congratulates Scipio for driving four Carthaginian armies from Spain. It is just about to be one of the greatest battles ever with two of the greatest commanders ever. Scipio condemns Hannibal's notion of peace, telling Hannibal to prepare for war since peace is so foreign to Hannibal. Each general rides back to their respective armies, telling their parley was fruitless and to prepare for war. The Battle of Zama begins on a flat, dusty morning. Scipio uses lessons learned on the battlefield, moving his 5th and 6th legions into the front. Hannibal was on the battlefield first with 36,000 infantry, 4,000 cavalry, and 80 war elephants. Infantry deployed in three lines with cavalry at the flanks. Scipio arrives on the battlefield with 29,000 troops, 6,000 cavalry. Legions form mandibles in single file, not staggered. His 6,000 cavalry on his right flank. Hannibal charges with elephants. Scipio's cavalry was prepared for this and have trumpets to blow, which scares the elephants, and the elephants turn back on the Carthaginians. The battle soars back and forth, each army likely to rout at any moment. Finally, the Carthaginians falter and begin to rout. Scipio gives the order to reform cavalry and attack. The cavalry smashes into the Carthaginian infantry, and the rout has begun. At the end of the battle, Hannibal had lost 20,000 troops, Scipio only 5,000. Hannibal returns to Carthage, and Scipio returns to Rome. This is the last time these two ever meet. Hannibal considered Scipio his most worthy adversary. 
both generals died on 183 BC and so passed two of the greatest commanders in history. Hannibal Barca, Carthaginian general, Publius Cornelius Scipio Africanus, Roman proconsul and general. For centuries, Romans would say to their children, Hannibal ad portis, Hannibal is at the gates to instill fear in them to go to bed. This was the Crescent and the Eagle, and this is Big Duke Six, live from the Cool Keg Studios. Until next time.